Hello, my name is Aniola, and I am the creator of Anything I Want. Welcome to my podcast, Soul Family. Every week, I will interview someone on their journey with life, self-acceptance, spiritual awakening, and more. This is a series dedicated to opening dialogue between our collective soul family. It is meant to welcome people from all religions, walks of life, and perspectives to talk about how they find healing. Some people use the term soul family to refer to the individuals they feel a closeness to in their immediate lives. However, to me, we are all connected. We are all each other's family, no matter how many things point towards the opposite. Each episode is recorded on Instagram on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I go live with whoever it is that I'm talking with and so that you guys can come through and ask any questions as we have our conversation and so you can really get a chance to interact with the podcast recording process. So if you're interested in that, just keep an eye on my Instagram account to know what we will be talking about every Saturday and come in with any questions you have. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm so excited to share this as always with you. Um, So this week I got the amazing opportunity to talk with Dio, an artist who creates strips uh, about the universe and stepping into her truth. You could definitely, you definitely should go check out her work. I'm going to link it in the show notes. So please check out Diana. I think it's Diana West on Instagram. I will link it all. Uh, But basically the conversation starts out by us talking about how do you stay connected with creative intuition, creating from a space of stillness, co-creating with the universe, basically. And then we also spend some time talking about our own unique creative journeys, how we overcome creative blocks and um, or go through creative blocks. And also we end up talking about uh, the tv show on netflix called midnight gospel if you haven't watched it you're gonna hear me say this so many times (laughs) during the episode but if you haven't watched it i highly recommend it it is really great for people who are into spirituality and it's just a really cute way of kind of circulating around that topic i also want to mention that at a certain point uh pollen flew into my mouth and i cough profusely and so my deepest apologies uh so just a disclaimer i think it happens about 30 minutes in it's not for that long but it might be a bit loud yeah so but that being said without further ado let's get into this week's soul family episode hello everyone can you hear me too Yes, I hey. can. Hi. <laughs> Hello, beautiful. Hello, beautiful. How, How are you, lovely? I'm good. Okay. I'm, I'm a little, my heart's beating. I'm like, it's my first live. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the main thing to keep in mind for all of this is just that we're just here to have a free-flowing discussion and people can come in and out however they want to. And then the conversation is available after this is over and then we'll just share it with um, our followers and let people know that they can listen to us discuss as we will today. (laughs) Awesome. 
So I'm excited for this. The weather is beautiful. I'm by my it window is. and I just feeling the nature, you know, like I feel like now that the weather is getting nicer. You can open up the windows and the yeah. air can come in and really just cleanse the space that we I know. live in. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. I love it. I know. I'm digging it. I was so ready for summer. I yeah. got my fan going. I'm actually hot. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was sweating I'm so much it. today. Me too. So... I don't have AC yet, so yeah. I'm fine with that, though. I have I'm one. I haven't installed it. it. But anyway, all that being said, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> thank you, everyone, who's tuning in right yes. now. And I'm excited for our conversation today Me because too. basically we're going to be talking about creativity. and Creativity how we can really create with the universe from a space of peace and not of scarcity. And so this is just going to be all about exploring the creative mind, the intuition, Mm -hmm. how to overcome creative blocks when we're having those very awkward, but constantly they're going to come out. They're going to come back always. There's not a single artist that exists that does not go through a period where they feel like they just can't. And yeah. I have a very particular insight on that. And I'd be, yeah. be curious to see what yours is on yeah. that type of a feeling. But Absolutely. I could talk forever on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so common. <laughs> and then another thing I wanted to also touch on a little bit is that show, Midnight Gospel, because I absolutely loved it. And I feel like there's so much wisdom there. If you're spiritual and creative, then you are missing out. If you have not watched Midnight Gospel. Go watch the show. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like go watch it. Because the only thing about it is the soft gore. But if you get over that, the cartoons though are very (laughs) profound. Yes, so well made. And yeah, there is a bit of gore, a little bit of violence, but. It's not yeah, real, so. But it's all soft. <laughs> it's like brains, but ice cream. <laughs> so yeah. <it's> <laughs> you gotta um, have both. You gotta have both. Yeah. <laughs> so to start out, I would like yeah. for you to introduce yourself. Please tell us a little sure. bit about who you are, your creative yeah. and spiritual journey, just so mm-hmm. people can get to know you. Yeah. Well, I'm Deanna, Deanna West, or Dio. Um, I live in New York right now. I live in Brooklyn, um, originally from Jersey. Uh, near the Jersey Shore, uh, and I went to school at Rutgers for fine art. Um, I studied there to get my BFA. But I mean, I've been an artist. I don't know. I just have recently been comfortable calling myself an artist. I think, you know. But and I'm really digging into that. But yeah, just been interested in art and drawing and painting my whole life you know, since I was little. And um, after school, I kind of, you know, had a weird relationship with art and continued to um, explore who I am as an artist. And kind of, yeah, I just think that my spiritual journey went hand in hand with you know, how I developed as an artist and it allowed, as like, I discovered who I am spiritually and who I am as a person um, and got comfortable with that. I think my creative, my creative process grew, my, the way I allowed myself to like share my art or even call myself an artist um, that developed. And um, 
I feel like I'm like almost coming out of the closet spiritually right now because I don't it is such a big part of who I am but I don't really speak about it too much but Mm. those two things are so linked like for me yeah um like self-care um getting through creative blocks getting through imposter syndrome Mm. um facing resistance all these things that that our mind tells us that we're not worthy or like we who am I to be even be an artist like all these things are just you know these are the things that I've been dealing with for the past probably like two or three years pretty seriously um but yeah that's a little bit of a background I think I don't know (laughs) it's kind of that's great I think that's a great introduction my first thing that I want to ask you is I find it interesting that you chose to go to school to be to do art but mm-hmm. still in order like even though you'd made that choice you were still struggling with this do I have the right to call myself an artist thing mm-hmm. because the interesting thing is that people like myself and I have other friends who we identify as artists now but we never went to school for art so then whenever yeah. I would talk to those friends their issue would be do I have the right to call myself an artist when I never even went to school for art? And mm-hmm. for them, it's like they believe that people who went to school for art somehow have more of a claim. But I find it fascinating that even Absolutely. if you go to school for art, the imposter syndrome still exists. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, because like in art school, like it's like, you know, you have this thing. I have this thing, this thing I love to do, this thing I feel that the divine place inside of me, like this gift and this desire to create and draw and paint, make Mm. images and whatever, just express myself. Right. So you have this thing and it's with you from when you're young and you're like, what do I do with this? Cause you know, like we're in this world, we have to make money. We have to follow our dreams. And, and it's like, I was definitely lost for a while. So it's like that I, it didn't even dawn on me to go to school for anything else. And I didn't even mm. really want to go to art school. It was like almost, yeah, I went late. I didn't go to college till I was 20, 20, 21. I turned 21 in my freshman year. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was like a later decision to me. But even in art school, you're really just finding yourself. And everyone's kind of confused and finding, trying to find their voice. And really, like... Yeah, it gets confusing because um, you, yeah, you just struggle with what does that mean? Like, what does it mean? Because it's, it's kind of, I think the, the, the college system is more focused on like kind of like white wall artists, like showing in galleries and mm-hmm. you're introduced to all like the masters and, and everything. And that's, that's great. And that's wonderful. But you kind of, you sit in this comparison constantly of like, well, how do I get there? Yeah. And then you hear like, well, they don't make it until, you know, they're, they're 90 or dead, you know, like <laughs> that's when they become famous. Oh my <laughs> so goodness. you're like, what do I do with that? You know? Yeah. And nobody is really showing you the tools beyond when you graduate, you know, to say, take this and use it in the world. Um, you're kind of like fending for yourself in that way. But I mean, not that it was all a negative experience at all. Like these are the, the, the struggles, but It's really good, I will say, for creating community, meeting people, and Mm -hmm. just getting life experience, you know? Like, that's something I wouldn't trade for the world. Like, I've made relationships and friendships and um, just learned so much through that. That was more valuable than, like, the lessons themselves and the studio classes and and all that. But, 
yeah, who, and when I think about who I am as an artist in college and where I am now, it's like, so, it's so different. It's so, mm. so different, but yeah. <laughs> what I think about when it comes to creating art is, ooh, I fished this. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> I think about the fact that, hello, hello everyone who's Hi. joining. So John is here. So I good. went to, yeah, so lovely. Um, I went through an interesting phase where for the longest time, I think it's so interesting how the universe kind of operates in us because mm -hmm. you know what they say where they're like, what you wanted to be when you were a kid and you thought you couldn't is what your soul desires in this world. Like that's what you want it to be. I'm and crying. The yes. way that for me, the way that manifested was literally ever since the moment I learned that art was a thing. I just kept mm -hmm. saying to myself, I wish I could be an artist. I was just like, it's so, I was like, I'm so jealous of people who can make art. I just wish that I could make art. Like I was literally always like, oh, why can't I be an artist? Like all these other people out there. Yes. And I would look at people who doodle and stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh man, like I wish I knew how to doodle. Like why can't I doodle? Because to me, for some reason, in order to be an artist, the prerequisite was you have to know how to doodle. No. And, and like you would learn about all these artists in art classes and a lot of them were just white males and you never really learned about artists that looked like you or that mm -hmm. came from a different background from, from you. And so you just thought that it probably just wasn't an option for you. Yes. Um, and it's like subconsciously too. It's not like consciously that I was like, because I'm a black girl, I can never be an artist. It's just that the way that the story was given, it almost right. just seemed like they are masters because they are. And, yes. and like in order for them to be masters for some reason, everyone around them knew that they were a masters at very mm -hmm. young ages. And so if we have not deemed you a master, then you therefore are not a master. Exactly. And so I just put up this wall. Yeah. And then after a while, when I went to college, I started to explore creativity and I started to learn about what all these people call art. And I was just like, okay, I'm sorry, but if that person can hire someone else to create a potted plant and call that art, then why don't I have the right to explore art in other ways, you know? And absolutely, so, that's kind of what really started my journey. And I was just like, I need to just find my creative voice. Yes. And it just, and then I became aware of the fact that I wasn't crazy all of those years where my soul was constantly saying, you know, I want to be an artist. I want to be an artist. I wasn't crazy because nothing brings me more joy today than when I am creating, you know? That's right. That's what it's all about. I'm telling you. And that's the thing. No one's going to give you permission. You have to give that to yourself. And yeah, like no one's going to, go up to you and give you a name tag and say you are now an artist or you know put the <laughs> crown on your head you have to put the crown on your own head yeah and you have to say you have to claim that and there's so many yeah there's so many voices in our heads from you know our parents our caregivers uh, our teachers people who we compare well, ourselves to you know too. yeah of course of course but it's like and we get scared, you know, we get scared or we, we don't give ourselves permission to be like, no, this is who I am. Like, mm. and like you said, that very thing that you love to do, that very thing that comes so naturally to you that you're interested in is the very thing that you're supposed to be doing in this, in this world and in this life. And it's like, why are you going to deny yourself that? And like, the more, the more you 
accept that and follow that and like the more you're in tune like with nature it's like a natural it's natural you know yeah. it's like and the more you're in tune with the divine because it's like we I mean at least I believe our creations from the divine from source from the universe therefore like we're meant to create uh carry on that creativity you know in ourselves mm -hmm. so it's like it's our mission <laughs> if we exactly if we're, call, if we're called to do that you know if exactly we, if we feel that inside of us yeah someone asked mason the photographer <laughs> that's a cute name Hi, um, <laughs> when was your defining moment that you became an artist would you like to go first sure yeah um god i don't know i think it kind of came recently through mm -hmm reading books um listening to to speakers like this one book i actually pulled out the artist way by oh, julia cameron mm. i'm telling you this is the book all right it's called the spiritual path to higher creativity oh that sounds and amazing every artist i'm telling you needs to go through it's more of like a workbook too okay and um once i read that and kind of went through that i was like i felt comfortable um being just you you just I don't I can't say like when it happened really mm. it was more of like a just a decision I made through mm. probably like two years ago where I was like yeah yeah I am that's it, yeah. <laughs> gotcha <I'm a> pro. <laughs> for me um I would say that my defining moment where I was just like uh yeah I'm an artist uh was during my last year at my at NYU, I decided after I came back from studying abroad in Paris and in Paris, I had to take a bunch of art classes, which is when I really dived into art history and mm. we would go to all of these galleries. And I had this amazing teacher that we went to galleries um, for one session of the class and the other session we would be in the classroom learning about an artist. Um, still there was the same issue where all the artists looked the same, but the way that we got to learn right. about what it meant to be an artist was in a way that I'd never been ex exposed to in my life. And so we would go to these galleries and talk to all these artists and I would ask them like, you know, when did you know that you were an artist? And a lot of them would just say the same thing where they're just, they would say like, there is no, when did you know you're an artist? You are born an artist yeah. and it just takes you discovering that, you know? And mm -hmm. so what that meant to me was I started to really look at their work and I was just like, you know, these people are just doing what they want to do. That's and right. then I thought to myself, okay, if I want to be an artist, what does that look like for me? Because at the time I was like, maybe I'm just an art, art appreciator. Maybe I should just do like an art blog and be like an art commentator. But then I came back to um, my final year at university and I took uh, my first art class, which was ceramics. and. I started creating as a means of just letting out my emotions, you know, um, yeah. at the time I was going through depression and honestly, ceramics saved my life because I would be in the studio and I would be in a depressive haze and I would just be creating because once you get the hang on, I was doing hand building, not on the wheel. Once you get the hand hang on of the, uh, the motions, you can create in ceramics without even paying attention because your hands just do the work for right. you. So I would be in like a mental <sighs> haze. And then after a couple of sessions, I would go and pick up the thing that I created and I would just kind of stare at it and be like, when I was creating this, I was in such a weird space, but I'm looking at this thing and it's just bringing me so much joy to see this. 
this soft, this soft thing (laughs) has become hard and sturdy and beautiful. And I made that. And then the last semester, because that was my first semester, the last semester, I decided to take up painting. And I've never painted before, like, the only thing I, I painted twice when I was in middle school. And since that, like there was an 11 year gap where I didn't touch a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like once I tried to paint, I was like, this is dumb. I just threw it to the side. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> but for some reason, when I took this class, um, I felt, I started to realize that I could kind of see things. I was like, I kind of understand what's happening here. Um, even though funny story, I'd actually had taken an art class in Paris. Also, I only took it for one day because I went into the classroom and our assignment was to to create um, a color gradient. And I was so bad (laughs) at it that even the teacher was laughing, but like not in a mean way in a like, she kept on trying to give me other tools. She's like, try with this, try with this. And I was just like, we both just looked at each other we're like, this is just not working. It's not for me. It's yeah. not for me. So I really came to the conclusion that maybe I'm just not meant to be a painter. Little did mm-hmm. I know that I had it in me. That I don't know if you guys can see, but I have a painting behind me. That was yeah. my first ever attempt at realistically draw, um, painting anything. Yeah. And then from there, it transitioned to me like painting realistic other stuff. Like there's some, a bunch of boobs up there. I love the female body. So mm. that's why I like to paint. But those, those are all like my... Yes second and third paintings and that was because like honestly it was it's kind of aligns with what we're about to talk about co-creating with the universe mm-hmm. i was in my class oh. and <laughs> i was no i like, honestly what had happened was i had this desire to learn how to paint something realistic and i was just like you know i want to try a face and i'd never done that before and even the teacher was like you know don't be too hard on yourself if you can't figure it out blah, blah, blah. and i was like yeah don't no worry about it For my last assignment, I decided to take up this as my challenge. And what ended up happening was spirit literally put an image in my mind of my face with colors coming out of it. And it was inspired by a poem that I'd written about my, me coming to terms with my identity of being African-American, but being Nigerian and being in America. So it was called Nigerian American. So the painting that you see back there is actually inspired by red, white, and blue in the American flag, and then green and white in the Nigerian flag. And that image Beautiful. just popped in my mind. And I was just like, I've never done this before. And I'm, but I'm just going to trust spirit that if spirit is putting this in me, That's there right. must be a reason. And I should just not question it. I shouldn't be yes. like, I've never done it before. So therefore, I, sh- I can never do it. I was like saying to myself, when you made that, when you started to make ceramics, you didn't think that you could do it. And then the moment I got it, for so, like I have this moment when I'm creating where once I get it, I just, I'm like a yeah. wild, you know, I just go crazy. Because yeah. when I was taking ceramics, at first it took me, the first class I couldn't get anything. The second class, like I was like struggling to make stuff still. Right. And I asked the teacher, can you help me? She showed me. And for some reason, when she showed me the third time, I was like, a mouth like a yeah. hamster on a wheel like, I and finally got it. I finally got it and then she was like okay Joy. that project was taking you two classes and you just finished that and two yeah. more projects in the span of one class That's and amazing. then I ended up making like 30 bowls when our only assignment oh was to make God. four and I literally went on a rampage and so the same thing happened with painting when I had that moment where it clicked yeah. I was just like I'm not I'm not gonna question spirit anymore when it tells me to do something if it tells me if it gives me an image of something to do, I'm going to keep doing it until it tells me otherwise. You yes. know what I mean? Absolutely. You have to heed the call, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you're getting that feeling, like, and 
good for you. Like you showed up and you, even though, you know, like you kept going, some people just stop there, you know? And it's like, um, once you let that take over, like it, it'll kind of like the universe and like your, that force will kind of take over and yeah. then just like, that was inside of you. Like you had those bowls inside of you that needed to be made. And like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly. And it's like, yeah. And we come, uh, we kind of have to get out of our own way in that sense and, and get out of our own judgment and just accumulate work and show up and show up and just keep working, just mm. keep working, keep making work. And then eventually it comes through like that. Um, yeah. That's yeah. someone. And Mason also said that this reminds me of a lot of the process I learned in my imagination class. That sounds really cool. Ooh. Like I would love to talk to you about that. Um, Maybe we could talk after this, Mason. Yeah. Send me a message. <laughs> I would love to hear more about your creative process. Um, but it's like when I think about, you know, that moment of co-creating with the universe, mm -hmm. it's, it's literally what you said. It's like we need to get out of our own ways. Mm -hmm. When your heart tells you there's something you need to do, stop coming up with all the excuses as to why your heart is wrong. That is the mind, that's the ego, and the heart mm. already knows what it wants, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So just go for it, and then if after a while it doesn't sit anymore with your heart, your heart will let you know. There have been times where I'm creating something, and it doesn't really sit anymore, but then I find that the process of me starting that one creation led mm. me into something else completely, absolutely. you know? It's yeah. like... Nothing is wasted, and that's, nothing the, point. Is and wasted. that's, that's the thing we have to remember, too, as as artists and with art and with creating anything, it's like showing up is the most important part, period. Yeah. Like showing up at your desk, at your, behind your camera, whatever you're doing, like just doing it without judgment, without thinking about the, the result really. Mm -hmm. And just like, just like surrendering to the process. Um, um, letting that, yeah, like that's the most important part. And even if you didn't accomplish anything, you made a million thousand bad shitty drawings like the next one guess what that's going to be your masterpiece and you mm -hmm. just keep showing up and like the universe follows suit because it's that's what it wants us to do it's yeah. like that's our that's our birthright like yeah and that's um yeah it starts to like there's there's an undeniable thing that happens and you kind of touched on it before like when you're in the zone i like mm. to call it <laughs> it's like you're in this alpha state and you just mm -hmm. lose yourself right and it's not always like that like sometimes you have to work to get there almost but but when it comes it's like yeah then things just start happening and like as you're doing through the doing of the thing that's when the clarity comes. Mm -hmm. That's when you just start, you start getting these downloads of ideas of like, Oh, I didn't think of that. Or let me try it this way. Or like, like something just clicks, like you mm -hmm. said. And then, yeah, but that wouldn't have happened if you said, you know, no, I'm not going to do that today. Or like, I'm not good enough to do that. Or someone's already doing that, but better, you know, like, Shut yeah, up. like, <laughs> don't don't compare yourself to anyone, because yeah. you're, the reason why you're alive is not the same reason why that person is alive. 
you yes. know, and that person's work is not going to reach the same people that your work is going to reach. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. people are like, oh, but like, you know, that person's work is too similar to my work. Yeah. But does that person know the same people that you know? Mm -mm. No. The universe no. creates clusters so that yeah. whoever needs to hear whatever needs to be heard in this zone will hear it from the person in that zone. But so don't, true. don't think that everyone in the world is going to hear everyone's story at the same time. No. You know, that's why there's so many variations of different um, timelines, different situations happening in our lives. But exactly. like, there's someone right now out there in the world who is experiencing what I'm experiencing, but yeah. in their own realm yeah. of the world, because their purpose yes. is in that part of the world. Right. And my purpose is in this part of the world. Yeah. And both of our stories are equally valid. And, exactly. you know, all we need to do is just open ourselves up as a vessel for that. Yeah, I, th that's so true. And, like, that's, like, something I had to wrap my head around, too, is that there are so – it's it's hard to forget because sometimes we're so in our own worlds that there are so many people in the world. And, like, we don't need a huge audience. Like, you can just be speaking to, like, 10, 100 people, whatever like, it is. And yeah, like, right, right specifically, now. <laughs> they resonate with what you're doing? Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, if they're resonating with, your, with what you're doing, like, you, it's like your obligation almost to, to show up for them and to, and to be a mirror for them. Because once you're doing that, you give them permission mm -hmm. to create too and to exactly. relate too. So it's like... Yeah. Um, comparison is just a waste of time. It's just resistance trying to stop you from doing your work and you got to name it and you got to know what it is and be like, mm -hmm. no, thank you. I'm yeah, <laughs> exactly. Misunderstood records. I love your, I love that hey, username, Danny. by the way. Me too. <laughs> um, why create? Why spread the message? Why do anything? Because we exist in the moment and in this moment there is truth. That's exactly it. I love that. I just love having these um, podcasts on IG Live because I love I talking to you guys and yeah. hearing your input. And I just feel like it just really opens up that space that Soul Family is all about. It's really just about Absolutely. creating this space of discussion, conversation, and connection. So thank you for that input. Um, and <laughs> we love you too. And so, so then love. one thing that I now want to ask you and converse about with you is those moments where you have creative block, how do mm -hmm. you process them? Because I have a very particular way of processing um, my creative blocks. Um, so yeah, what I do a lot if I'm feeling blocked is I find like writing really helps. And um, so yeah, that's kind of something that they talk about in the artist way too, is like, there, you'll do doing like morning pages, which is like you show up every day and you just freeform write. Mm. Um, so that really helps for me when I'm feeling blocked, like just writing. And even if it's like a list or just mm. whatever thoughts are in my head, like just getting it out. And eventually like I arrive at something where, like, where I uncover like what's really blocking me or I'll be like, yeah, that, that emotion's like really bothering me or so that is something I'll do to get unblocked. Um, and also, like, inviting a sense of play into, mm -hmm. into the creative process and almost approaching it like, like you're a child and mm -hmm. getting, getting in touch with that childlike sense of, of 
you know, just doing it for fun and setting aside, like I said before, like the result and just doing like even, yeah. you know, like a lot, of, I know like a lot of writers have, have blocks too. Like you hear about writers, writers blocks so much. And if you just wrote a page, you know, like that's enough. Like, don't think about the contents of it. Just know that you did the work and that's enough. And it's like, you need to accumulate work, like not the judgments on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I'll do. And like another thing, um, is like I'll take myself on like a date or just do oh, something. I love really. doing that. I <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. And just like just me and my thoughts and like even if it's like me going to the laundromat, it's like doing something fun and playful that's you just like you take your your child artist for for a night for a day out or something. Yeah. You don't have to spend any money. Like I used to even like go to the laundromat and like get a ring out of the quarter machine and just be like <laughs> this is awesome. You know? Yeah. But it's like, yeah. So just inviting play and just the sense of like, it's not that serious. Mm. It really helps me to push through. What, the, whole, what you? the whole dating thing I want to mention on, like say something about that. I remember I was talking to one of my friends too. And I was saying, you need to take yourself out on a date because they were like, I spent so much time. My, like, you know, they were like, I don't understand that. Cause I already spent so much time by myself. Why do I need to take myself out on a date? And I was just like, <laughs> no, when you spend time you by yourself, it. it's not the same. <laughs> Taking yourself out on a date is treating yourself as you would treat a partner. When your partner is here, you don't say we're on a date right now, but I'm just going to like wash the dishes and only clean my room and like, you know, like only right. do these things and and like not pay attention to you at all because like if you were on a date with your partner and you were like you can just sit in the corner right there and I'll just do all these things and not really pay attention to you exactly uh, aren't we having such romantic moments together <laughs> like so that's not how it works <laughs> exactly and that being said washing the dishes by yourself can be a date but it's are you paying attention exactly like are you mm -hmm. paying attention to yourself in that moment are you listening to your thoughts are you talking with yourself or are you ignoring your thoughts are you watching a screen and not conversing yes with yourself <coughs> hold on <coughs> i think pollen flew into my mouth oh no <coughs> i'm Love sorry you, baby. hi Devin. no it's okay it's okay get it out it's allergy season you know hi everybody yeah you're right um yeah it's good to take that designated time for you you need everybody needs that and yeah just doing something really specific sorry okay. I was talking while you were away no, no that's okay it's okay yeah right. um it could be so. anything take yourself for a walk people yeah. are afraid I mean and especially during these times like we are with ourselves like you, you can't escape you can't. you can't you can't so you might as well get well acquainted that's right <laughs> And so to answer and the hydrate. question, hydrate, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to close the window in case Pollen tries to attack okay. my throat again. Um, <laughs> and then that leads me to my next, like the, to answer the question that I'd asked you. Mm -hmm. um, the way I view creative blocks is I take it as an opportunity to reassess the situation. So okay. I also love to create from a place of play. But for me, my creative blocks arise when I don't 
feel the playful energy towards a project that I've been working on, for example. Mm -hmm. So let's say I have this painting I've been working on for a while. And there are times where I feel called to work on it. But then there are times where it's just sitting in my room and I just feel no desire to touch it. Like, even if I want to see, I want to see the uh, end result. I'm just like, I just don't feel like touching this painting. And for a while I would be like, oh, the question would kind of seep into my mind. Like, but there are artists who literally just paint every single day. Like, does that make me less of an artist if I'm not willing to paint every single day? Mm-hmm. And then that brought me to my answer, which was no, I'm Hell still no. an artist, <laughs> even if I don't want to paint every single day. Because okay. I started to realize that on the days where I didn't feel like working on my painting, it would open up the door for the universe to show me another facet of my creativity. So it's like, maybe right now I don't want to paint, but then Mm -hmm. I started discovering that I really love making fashion videos. And like, I really love taking time out of my day to do a spiritual book reading. I love going on my website and figuring out the logistics on that, you know? And so I would dedicate myself, my time to being like, okay, if right now spirit is not guiding me to work on this project, I'm going to stop fighting myself. Because if I fight myself and I make myself do something when I know deep down I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to turn what should be pleasure into torture. And that is not what life is about. It's really important to just flow with the process. And if today the process tells you that although you're a painter, today I don't want you to paint, listen to that. Because the process might be guiding you towards something else where today I'm not going to paint, but instead... I find out that I have this other skill or maybe say all I need to do is sit back, relax and enjoy the weather. Or maybe, you know, like there are so many other things that life is trying to show you. Mm -hmm. And like, I believe that every emotion is there to teach us a lesson. It's just up to you whether or not you're willing to listen. Yeah. So I couldn't agree more. And we don't have to be one, just one thing. Exactly. Mason says, do you find that the surroundings in which you live, your community, your city, other places inspire new ideas? I think absolutely. Yeah, definitely can. Um, I think since I moved, I mean, every place I've lived has inspired me in one way or another and the people I've met and stuff like that, of course. But I think moving to the city gave me more of a... as an artist, I guess more of a drive in a, in a mm. sense and more of like a, well, I'm here now. I kind of have to <laughs> do it. You know, it's like, it yeah. Me, um, yeah, in that way it does inspire me. Um, I feel like a lot of my inspirations come from inside though, mm-hmm. but of course, like anything that comes from within is going to reflect on the outside as, as well. Yes. For me, my answer to that would be, Yes, and also no, like same as you, where my inspiration mm-hmm. I've, I've come to realize really comes from deep within me and the places that I'm in can facilitate that. But I use, if I feel creatively blocked somewhere, I take that as a time to reflect and ask myself why, mm-hmm. you know? So is it that I'm creatively yeah. blocked because I thought that this was where I belonged, but for some reason my soul is telling me that I belong here yeah. instead, like, For example, when I was in Paris, I was like, although this is the city of creativity, 
for some reason, I feel as if my creative energy is going to come to life even more once I get back to New York City. And right. that was my intuition telling me that. And then once I moved to New York City again, it yeah. really did come true where I once again started to feel connected to my creative side. And I really started to listen to what feels right for me. And, mm-hmm. um, and that just, and also the people here for sure. Like, I feel like the personalities that live in New York City have, they just bring me so much joy. I feel like- There's magic here for There's sure. so much magic it's so, here. It's so wild. It's it really wild. is. Like, <laughs> difference is accepted here in a way mm-hmm. that I didn't really see in Paris. No offense to Paris. I know it's a lovely we city. Love <laughs> but for me, though, the way, like, I, for example, this is a story I always go to. I used to, I sometimes wear glitter on my face. If I, when I wore glitter on my face in Paris, people looked at me like I had 10 heads. Really? Literally. Like, what? honestly. But when I wear glitter in New York City, no one bats an eye. No. no one even sees you. And, like, it's not in a mean way. It's just, in yeah. a, that's just another person being who they are. Absolutely. And no one minds. But in yeah. Paris, it's, like, it's almost a bit, sometimes I would feel as if people were offended by the yeah. fact that I was wearing glitter on yeah. my face. Even though I'm, like, you know, it's my body. I right. am who I am. And glitter mm. is fun. That's right. I know. I know. I love that about New York too. It's like, it's like what hasn't been done here. So it's, it's kind of like anything goes really. You just, you found your tribe, you know, you find, you find. That's the thing. You find your tribe. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like there are people who are in Paris who are thriving and I say more power to them because that means that's exactly where they're supposed to be. And they're doing the work that the universe has ordained them to do in that side of the world. Right. However, though, for my soul, for some reason, the universe is like, I don't need you in Paris. I need <laughs> you in New York City. So yes. it plants the seed where I feel at home here because this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I think the same for everyone. And uh, Mason says that he feels the same in Philly. And that's great. I'm so happy to I'm hear so that. Mason. So you're doing your soul's work where you're supposed to be. Hey, I know. Philly is great. But I think, yeah, I think there's also something to be said about, like, the digital space and, like, mm-hmm. how that's, like, an environment in itself. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a different country just, like, scrolling through my phone. And I feel like I could yeah. be anywhere. And we're all, like, so connected that it's, like, that's, like, an environment within itself. And I draw inspiration all the time because I'm constantly seeing images and things, you know, from mm-hmm. people from all over the world. I I love that about how we live in a digital era. Me too. The amazing so cool. fact that we're able to see all these other people in the world being creative in such unique ways in a way that was not accessible even 10 years ago yes. is just such a blessing that yeah. I can never, ever take that for granted. That's what it's all about. And I feel like artists rule the digital space on mm-hmm. like for real because it's such a, vis- a visual thing, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. so much opportunity there's so much ground to be covered and every crevice is like there's a place for you so don't ever think there's not like there's always there's a place and there's room for everybody yeah and just like mason said that what he says is that agreed instagram has been tremendous for me for meeting people local and far away same with how i met dio was because of instagram and a lot of the other people that i've been interviewing i met them through instagram and (laughs) i just cannot emphasize enough the beauty in having a um, online community that people Mm -hmm. are open to talking to each other and 
at first, you know, I feel like the issue that people have with digital age is that it can make you feel disconnected, which I feel like if your only community is online, yes, that can very much be the case. But mm -hmm. I have found the perfect balance where I have an amazing community in my real life. And then also through the internet, I've been able to meet all these other people out there who are creative and yeah. spiritually aligned and attuned in the same way that I am. And it just brings me so much joy to be able to have conversations like this and bring this out to the universe and the collective right. in whatever way it's necessary i know it's <laughs> time to be alive honestly okay so the next thing i wanted to ask i mentioned earlier i want to yes. talk a little bit about miss um midnight gospel please yes let's talk it's it's an amazing show duncan trussell um the like main character like the voice that does clancy I've been listening to his podcast for years and mm. he actually, yeah, it's like, I, I found his podcast through, I was like listening to podcasts are like a godsend for me, mm. like whatever, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so I was listening to some podcasts about like UFOs or like aliens or something. And he was like a guest. And this mm. is years back. Was it mysterious universe perhaps? I forget okay. what it was. It was okay. these two men from Canada who, hosted it i forget what i think it's it might called, be mysterious though. universe it's, it's possible you should watch if you haven't you should okay. listen to that podcast it's amazing <laughs> all right yeah and he was a guest and i was like i love this person's voice like i gotta listen to more of him and then yeah it comes to find out he had all these guests that really resonated with me too and like i learned about ram Dass through him and like jason Luov and damien eccles and like magic people and mm. like you know jack cornfield and uh david nickturn and all these like buddhist eastern people and then also just people from the comedy world and i feel like he's really like this show it's so wonderful in so many ways but the way it brings forth like the message in this little package of like wild creativity and um so good. Yeah, I feel like it's the best, like, stage to present that kind of information. Like, I just, yeah, I love the idea of having, how it's just, like, a conversation all mm -hmm. the way through. And because that's kind of the way, I don't know, when I watch it, I'm almost like, this is, like, the way my brain works. Because it's mm -hmm. shooting, it's, like, this constant stream of, like, things are always changing yeah. shape. And, like, it's, like, surreal and psychedelic. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's beautiful. I love, that. I, I love the show. Yeah, that what that um, that being said, the way that I feel about the show is very similar. I love the fact that it is a podcast turned into a TV show, to, like that talks about spirituality in such a profound and necessary way, and it makes it so accessible to the collective. So once again, I've said it before in the beginning, yeah. I'm gonna say it again. If you have not watched Midnight Gospel. <laughs> Please put it on your list. You will not regret it. The soft gore is the only disclaimer, but other than it that, it make you it's... cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That being said, actually, the last episode, I cried like a baby. I was Me literally too. sobbing for thirty minutes straight, and it was just Same. the most therapeutic cry I've ever had, and like one of the most therapeutic. Honestly, honestly, you yeah. guys, it made me feel so much. Like I. Honestly, mm -hmm. when I was watching that last episode, I felt my heart center explode. Like my heart literally exploded. And I yeah. was just, there was nothing else that I could do except cry. I know. And the, yeah, it was same. so visceral. <laughs> Your body needed so, that. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So it's like something we can all relate to. Yeah. Know? Yeah. 
And so for that reason, I just feel as if more and more shows like that are, I, I want them to exist more. Yeah. I want them to create another season of some sort. My yeah. favorite part of Midnight Gospel is how they bring together the animation alongside the conversation in a way where if you want to just listen to the audio, you can do that. And mm -hmm. if you want to pay more attention to the cartoon, you can do that. But yeah. they are not mutually exclusive, but you don't need to like pay attention to the visuals in order to understand what's being said because the things happening on the screen don't really reflect um, all the time what's being said yeah. until the very end of the episode where everything comes around full circle and yeah. all the dots are connected and it all just makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, and like one of my favorite episodes was the one about the clowns. I don't even remember that one, the clown yes. planet. I forget who the guest was, but. Yeah, but what I loved about it was the way that it talked about basically how I don't even want to, I can't even like get into it. You, you guys just have to I know, watch it, okay? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I really, mm -hmm. I want to also um, talk to you a bit about your creative style, the way that yeah. you draw your cartoons, because sure. I, I really love the, the way that, especially the one with like the universe is really messing with me and the universe is like, nah, man, I got you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think like, yeah, that's what, that's where I'm at now. I'm at this yeah. like, point where, and that's why when the Midnight Gospel came out, I was like, this is exactly what I've been trying to do. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, just taking um, my style and, and my, or my ideas about spirituality, my emotions, like my ideas of the world and, and trying to put them forth in a way that's like relatable and, hu and also humorous. And yeah. cause like, I think I relate so much through humor and cartoon, like, yeah. That's what I've liked since I was a kid, and that's what's what I still like now. It's like I haven't changed a bit. So mm -hmm. I'm really trying to marry those two things mm -hmm. for the most part. And it's just, yeah, just put, keeping it simple. And, like, I, yeah, I used to judge myself a lot because I wasn't, I'm not good at realistically drawing things. And I was, from a kid, I was like, why am I not good at this? Yeah. You know, and I, I tried to train myself. And then I was just like, one day I was like, this is not my style. Like yeah. my style is, it's very simple and it's cartoon like, and, and, um, that's what comes natural to me. So, mm -hmm. and that's, yeah, that's where I'm at is like trying to just use these characters. And I'm almost kind of building a portfolio of characters that like, I have my universe character and I have a few different other ones, like this cloud character that I, you can use them to say things and interact with each other and you know like say stuff about the universe <laughs> i love that i really really love that Thank i you. could totally see your work um being turned to a tv show too or like maybe oh the God, people the people who did midnight gospel need to find out about you because you're right up their alley oh so <laughs> and um, one thing i wanted to ask you was there was this one that i really loved and i was actually going to show it to my friend the other day but I'm calling you out a little bit here, but did you remove it from your feed? There was the one about like 
the the one who was throwing up and like wanted to give it to the to the earth and the earth was like I'm not ready for that no I don't think I deleted it oh I, I can't find anything. it really? I can't find it yeah I was looking and I, looking can you please yeah. send it to me I, I want to yeah. send it to, okay I love that one I would not yeah it. okay yeah. good because I was I like came up oh. with that. yeah <laughs> I was at work one day and like I mean I've been a server on the side you know for like that's you know what I've been doing for so long and I was there you know there's no guests in the in the restaurant I'm just like you know I wish I was just home drawing and making art mm -hmm. and doing like what I want to do so I just started doodling and I was like you know I have this gift in me and I'm doing but yet I'm here at this job I don't want to be at and like mm. so I just used the time I had to make that comic and I felt so much better and I was yeah. like if that just came from like an honest place of like yes. I, I have this I wish I could give it right now but I can't because I'm stuck here yeah. <laughs> but I'm still able to use that you know situation mm -hmm. to create something yeah and I feel like that was one of the first comics I made kind of in that that style okay. too yeah all right cool I love yeah. that I, I look forward to seeing your other work because it just it really does bring me a lot of joy the colors Thank the you. characters and the message behind it i find it all to be really important and beautifully executed so thank you so much of course and so that being said i just we're gonna we're gonna start to end the show do you want to say anything else like any last comments um yeah uh just if you're an artist if you're a creative or anything like that don't ever give up on yourself don't give up on that that call that's inside of you keep showing up for yourself and nurture your inner your art your inner artist child like at all costs and you are enough you are here for a reason you're here to do um a very specific task on this earth and um yeah, you have a job to do. So don't die with your gift still inside of you. Show it to the world. And um, yeah, unapo unapologetically be yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have said it better myself. I second every <laughs> single thing that you just said. And yes. I would also like to add to that is on the whole scape of all of this, please, when you create create for the sake of creating mm. and do not think about the outcome just allow your soul to sing whatever song it, it wants to sing and just don't question yourself don't Sorry. allow your ego to come in and cloud your judgment your heart knows what it wants and what your heart wants is what the universe wants you to want so follow that and follow it and follow it i personally have made a pact to myself that if i cannot do what my heart wants to do i i, I just I, there's no that. option there's no <laughs> other option for me like i completely just come to that conclusion i refuse to create a plan b because i'm going to dedicate myself to plan a even if it kills me because nothing else Absolutely. nothing else brings me more joy than the things that i do right now soul family so much joy mm. painting so much joy collaborating with friends and just allowing things to flow, working on my website, doing my newsletter, all of those things, just letting life put them into wherever they're supposed to one step at a time. And yep. I just stopped asking questions and I'm just allowing the bird inside of me to sing, sing, sing. Yes. 
so yes and so i believe that dio and i are on the same page in that and we are you're doing such a great you're still doing such wonderful work and i'm so grateful that yeah to have this platform to speak with you this was beautiful i know absolutely beautiful and thank you to everyone who's joined in everyone who's come and gone Mm -hmm. we appreciate you we love you i'm going to be uploading this podcast by tuesday afternoon latest and i will let dio know so that dio can let her followers know and i'm going to upload it on my feed so you can go there and then keep an eye out for our next interview next week is going to be another fun conversation i believe we're going to be i'm going to be talking to someone about intuition and her story is so fascinating as well so exciting all that being said sending you all love thank you love in this crazy world yes We're going to be okay. <laughs> we are, are going to be okay. We are going to be okay. All right. Bye-bye. Much love. Bye, Much y'all. love. Mwah. What a pleasure it has been to be able to share this message with you today. I really look forward to our many more conversations down the line, and I encourage you to continue to walk in your own truth every single moment of the day. To find out more about me and what I do, you can go to my website, anythingiwant.com. That's E-N-I-thingiwant.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram where I post daily content, motivational, creative, whatever I feel called to do. And I just really share my, my journey with you guys as candidly as possible, just so we really understand that we don't have to walk through this life alone. We are meant to be here for each other and This is what soul family and anything I want is all about. All right, sending you guys so much love and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode.